following announcement has been paid for by the <laughs> All of us catch hell from the same enemy. We're all in the same bag, in the same boat. We suffer political oppression, economic exploitation, and social degradation. All of them from the same enemy. The government has failed us. You can't deny that. Anytime you live in the 20th century and you walking around here singing, we shall overcome, the government has failed us. This is part of what's wrong with you. You do too much singing. Today it's time to stop singing and start swinging. You can't sing up on freedom, but you can swing up on some freedom. Cassius Clay can sing, but singing didn't help him to become the heavyweight champion of the world. Swinging helped him. To This government has failed us. The government itself has failed us. And the white liberals who have been posing as our friends have failed us. And once we see that all these other sources to which we've turned have failed, we stop turning to them and turn to ourselves. We need a self-help program, a do-it-yourself do philosophy, a do-it-right-now philosophy. It's already too late philosophy. This is what you and I need to get with. And the only time, the only way we're going to uh, solve our problem is with a self-help program. Before we can get a self-help program started, we have to have a self-help philosophy. Black nationalism is a self-help philosophy. What's so good about it, you can stay right in the church where you are and still take black nationalism as your philosophy. You can stay in any kind of civic organization that you belong to and still take black nationalism as your philosophy. You can be an atheist and still take black nationalism as your philosophy. This is a philosophy that eliminates the necessity for division and argument. Because if you're black, you should be thinking black. And if you're black and you're not thinking black at this late date, well, I'm sorry for you. Many fled by running to the only group that would fight for their freedom, the resistance. So when resistance members gathered around their radios and finally heard the signal words that meant the liberation was on its way, they celebrated and then they got to work. Viva la resistance! It is I, the Quality Questionnaire, June Dreyfus, and the Honorable Gentlewoman to my right. Hey, hey, I am Janae Matilda. She's back. I am back. Where you been? You tell me. <laughs> Man, dude, how almost said the N-word. <laughs> I gotta catch myself. This is uh you know, yeah, this is a PG rated it's show. Family for families. <laughs> the hell with that. So what <laughs> So what's been going on? Uh, you put me on hiatus, so, you, you know, I've been right. chilling. Put your ass on hiatus. No, I didn't. <laughs> we had uh, <clears throat> Nikki Watson coming through with some wonderful guests, and 
you know, gracing us with our presence. But I heard that the fam, I heard that the resistance members miss you. Aww. Isn't that sweet? That's something. So how you been? What you been up to? What you been doing? Trying to get back to myself, my normal self, and I'm almost there. Oh, yeah? I'm about, I would say, probably about at mm, 85, 90%. 85, <laughs> 90%. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. What you been doing? Well, I took a trip to Savannah mm-hmm. a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, all by myself. Got some beach time. Yeah, got some beach time. Some ocean time. How you like that? How you like Savannah? Savannah is nice. You know, I mean, it's the closest place you can go to to get to water from Atlanta, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, um, that's true, true. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, you could go to Alabama, but I think it might be a little bit further. You can go to South Carolina, probably about the same amount of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Savannah is nice. I went to... Um, I did the Savannah Beach. I also did the, um, with just that Jekyll Island. Oh, you went to Jekyll Island? Yeah. That's pretty cool. What's in Jekyll Island? What's so, uh... I wasn't too intrigued by Jekyll Island, personally. Wow. I don't like the... Shout out to Jekyll Island. <laughs> Apparently, y'all not intriguing. I don't like the beach part of it. Oh, shit. Why don't you look... I mean, what what is it that you look for in a beach? And what was on Jekyll Island's... Well, I tell you that, you know, the ocean is getting closer to the shore you know like the the more time passes by and it just seemed like warming? yeah oh true so it's a real thing right and so um it just seemed like when when the tide comes in it, it seems like it, it probably goes pretty far because it, there was no there was no dry sand everything was wet oh okay so, so the only thing that was pretty cool was the they have these um, trees. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if they were placed there or what, but they're totally the t- trees are totally naked. There's no um, leaves or flowers or anything on them. So those were pretty cool. Um, but there was a lot of dead. Um, what do you call those jellyfish? There was a lot of those around. That's- Interesting. Right. Did you get stung? No. I heard you got a you got a pee on it. You got a pee if you get stung. <laughs> That's what I heard. You got a pee on it. So. Well, I mean, when you see a few of them sitting on the beach, it's kind of a turn off to go all the way into the water. Oh well. Yeah. So you They're just kind of like stay around the shoreline. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, besides that. I just, I always love being near the water. It's always a good time. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, um, how was your Mother's Day? You know, because Mother's Day like, just passed. Mm-hmm. How was that? It was relaxing. I, I miss my babies, but, True. you know, it, I'm also getting a good break in, you know, being able to catch up with some things and get oh, yeah. some things done while my baby baby is not here but back to Mother's Day it was nice went to barbecue at my cousin's house and played and play the game and had a good steak off the grill and me happy I don't I don't like to do restaurants on Mother's Day oh yeah <laughs> it's yeah. too much well 
That's cool. So now time for me. Yeah. How I've been. How have you been? Oh, How man. about I ask you? No, you don't ask oh, yourself. My bad, I, I think we're gonna get to that. So, I so <laughs> get my own plug in in there. How um, are you, June oh, Drake? Oh, oh man, everything was pretty dang good. The last two weeks have been uh, unique, man. Uh, at my um, at my place that I get paid, I've been uh, you know. Uh, pointed out as a culture change uh, aficionado specialist like guru <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty cool and that I, sounds know, nice you know, my company's kind of a big deal but I ain't gotta tell you people but you know what I'm saying just though it is a big deal it's a big deal <laughs> and I'm the biggest alright so <laughs> uh, one of the biggest definitely Um, let's see uh, then, I mean, the last week was the best week. Because I was at the beach. That shit was cool. Uh, let's see. And Mother's Day was that. <laughs> I mean, I said hey to, you know, all the mother. I realized this, right? You can come up on some vagina if you just tell a woman happy Mother's Day. You can mm. do that, man. It's just... It's the most interesting because there's a whole lot of baby daddies out there that ain't giving their they ain't giving their baby mama shit. And if you slide in and you just say, "Hey, happy Mother's Day," you know what I'm saying? Just just on a humbug. Next thing you know, folks will be like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I consider you now." You're in, my, you're in my fab five. <laughs> Just for saying happy Mother's Just Day. Just for saying happy Mother's Day. It's the little things, you know. Interesting. And, yeah. So, you know, I've been doing the right. Because I even asked. I even asked a couple of my homies. I was like, yo, so you're going to, you know, what you going to do for Mother's Day? You know, what you going to do for your baby moms or whoever, right? A lot of them was like, I ain't doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So here I go. Getting making buckets, goddamn it. From the outside, hitting three pointers. Blue That's how you do it. Blue That's how it sounds. Blue mm. up. <laughs> it was pretty funny to me. <laughs> so um yeah, that's uh that was pretty cool. Um, let's see. You know, we got uh actually I mean, to change the subject a little bit. This, um, the weekend of May 18th and 19th, right? There's going to be a Malcolm X Festival. That's what's up. It's going to be in uh, in the West End. West End Park, as a matter of fact. At Oak Street, Atlanta. Nice. And uh, I might, I might mosey. I might mosey on down there, man. They, they, it looks like they have a, a, a nice little platter. And the host is a woman that used to do my hair. And she, uh, <laughs> she I think she moved out to California, but she comes back to Atlanta. Her name's Ife. Ife is a wonderful spirit. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I might mosey. Might see what's popping. That's cool. 
Yep. That's uh we got a wonderful How does she end up being um the host? Yeah. Yeah, she they nominated her ass or something. I mean, what does she do that? She does hair last time I checked, but apparently she does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, if she's just a beautician she, and nah, then get to host nah. a whole event. <laughs> Ife, Ife has been like, I seen her at the uh, Black, uh, what was it? Black Power Awards. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, she's really into the the, the culture. You know okay, what I'm Especially gotcha. Especially when it's the Black African culture, Rastafarians, you know, that whole African I, I don't know how to c- call it, but mm-hmm. let's call it the African movement. Don't uh, they call it the woke people? Yes, so. <laughs> Something yes, to that so. effect. <laughs> but yeah, funny. You know, funny enough, real quick, right? Uh, a question stumbled upon, and then we're going to get to, you know, how cool this show is going to be. Uh, a question stumbled upon me this uh, afternoon. Should. African Americans have citizenship in Africa. <laughs> I mean, I personally think we should. If we're African American, let's fucking capitalize on this. But shit. see, then there lies the problem because you have some people who consider themselves black Americans and some well, who consider don't. themselves African American. Um, and then there's the the whole conversation about being African American. How are you African American? You've never even been to Africa. This is a title that we didn't <laughs> give ourselves. So that being said, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure if if you're black or if you're consider yourself American or Black American, whatever you consider yourself, you're probably not going to apply for the citizenship of being African. But to me. I would damn sure apply. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking about applying to be a citizen in a, in some country in Africa just to see if I could do it. Just to see. Because mm. that's that's what's going down. I mean, that's a, that is definitely an interesting question. I don't have a yay or a nay for it. I have a yay for it. Damn it, let's do it. Let's get over there. Let's get some. Once they realize that, you know, we're not as what the movies say we are they're gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> like, thought we were getting Michael Jordan and them <laughs> mm. definitely Africa will be winning basketball in uh, Olympics if, you know most African Americans move over but regards to that let's go with we are having a great show for you today there's a lot of things that we're gonna touch upon uh, we're probably gonna touch up on Trump because you know that's that's cool. That's always a fun subject. That's always a fun subject. <laughs> shootings, shootings. There was this lady that I forgot what where. Uh, you remember where the place that she got shot? She Texas. Tased the cop. Yeah, in Texas. The, the Texas. There's a lot of people sending this on Facebook. They're like, hey, yeah. before you, you, they, it gets deleted, we're gonna talk about that. Red table talks and uh, Miss Curry and her, you know situation that mm. blew up the internet that's, that's gonna be good it's gonna be a lot of fun show a lot of fun show indeed all right the number is 404 594 
zero. Mm-hmm. Ongoing resistance. In 2014, Iraq's senior Shia religious leader Ali al-Sistani issued a fatwa urging Iraqis to take up arms against ISIL. This came after the Iraqi army fled the ISIL offensive on Mosul without a fight. That led to the establishment of armed Shia groups known as the Popular Mobilization Forces, backed by Iran. They were highly effective in Iraq and Syria, fighting in coordination with US-led coalition forces. But the U.S. is putting increasing pressure and sanctions on neighboring Iran. And some in Washington say what they call Iran's proxy militias in Iraq are a potential threat to U.S. interests here, including 5,200 American soldiers. But Major General Christopher Geeker, the deputy commander of the anti-ISIL coalition, has contradicted that. Um, no, there's been no uh, increased threat um from uh, Iranian-backed forces in Iraq and Syria. Um, we're aware of their presence, clearly, um, uh, and we monitor them along with a whole range of others um, because that's the environment we're in. Uh, Hours after that statement, the US Central Command issued a strong rebuke. Comments from the Operation Inherent Resolve Deputy Commander run counter to the identified credible threats available to intelligence from the US and allies regarding Iranian-backed forces in the region, the statement said. Earlier this month, US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo came to Iraq on an unscheduled visit because of what he said was intelligence on specific increased threats to US interests in Iraq. The US has since sent two warships and B-52 bombers to the Gulf. Viva la resistance. All right. So... United States interests. That's what we're talking about. That's what really this is about. Because when, when there's more news, there's the increased tariffs by the, uh, the Chinese. There's the humanitarian efforts in, to Venezuela. There's, it's just, it just seems like Man, we're we're warmongers. We're we're like we are a a a country of warmongers. What say you? So define what you mean by warmongers. Like a warmonger mm-hmm. is basically a person that's gonna go to war with you about your shit. Like it, it, it's it's more like a a individual well for us a country that would rather seek conflict rather than peace because i can't see if if the general in the field says that hey there's no iranian threat what are you talking about but then the our government decides to put out immediately to counteract that, like man, he's lying. How, the, how is he lying? What intelligence you got that he ain't got? That's what I want to know. I mean, I mean, are we surprised that? Very. 
Really? Very surprised. We're surprised that America. Very. America's been dipping their toe in everybody's business like forever. Next to forever. Are we really surprised that they're dipping their toe in more situations? And but we I mean, it has a, and it always has to be a special interest. For America, of course. I mean... But we already effed up their territory. I mean, it's not like Iran, Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, all that area. Libya, you know, all all, all that area. We kind of... We, we messed it up. Mm-hmm. And we still messing it up. Now we... we It's like we're bringing it on again. Normally, at, on on the... um In the past, if we're talking about, like, World War II, World War One, right? Mm-hmm. You're thinking that, see, wars bring money because we manufacture, you know what I'm saying? But now... Wars, it is money. It's money. <laughs> and not only that, like, who... It, it, Walmart is struggling because of the, the, the rise in, it, with, with China and the tariffs. Walmart is struggling. Mm-hmm. Economists say, hey, man, Chill out. We about to no, no, not just chill out. We about to feel this shit. They went from ten percent tariffs on on United States goods to twenty five percent tariff. Well, I mean, you even see it in the the you see it in the gas prices are they're slowly but surely they're on the rise. They are on the rise. They're on the come up. I think. It's two like over the weekend was two sixty five. Now I think I saw today it was two eighty nine or something like I'm that. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a hard to travel, and 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 that's I think that it's it's a game of the big. Unless wish. you travel southwest, and you want to know why, don't you? I'm, I mean, <laughs> us and all the rest of the district members are. Well, for this. because Southwest is one of the few airlines who made a deal like some a few years ago to keep their fuel at a certain cost for a certain amount of years, and it's still from what I from what I know, I believe that that price is still valid now. So their their prices will not fluctuate or hit as hard as you would. Do as like um what Delta or um, American that are gonna be hit hard with fuel prices. So Can you yeah. Look this up. Or are are you? About to- I used to work for Southwest, and this is information that I actually know from working for Southwest. And this is current. Yeah. This is current information. Mm-hmm. You sure? You sure you're not spreading propaganda? Because <laughs> if people come back and be like, well, I looked that shit up. That shit ain't real. Then I just wanna know. This is this is this is 2019 19. information, right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I got We gotta question everybody. Mm-hmm. You have to because if you don't, shit like what's going on in Venezuela happens. You know what I'm saying? You people say, hey. They are in trouble and they need humanitarian efforts. That's what people say. That's what Pompeo says. That's a, and he's a henchman. I mean, let's keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Mike Pompeo is very much, he's like one of those, um, 
if he comes around, it's like it's like the Grim Reaper. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's like, oh no, here comes Pompeo. If he was a wrestler, he'll be like the the, the worst of the worst. Like, oh man, he's about to screw his shit up. <laughs> but I mean, I, well, I, I mean, I guess big up to Southwest, right? <laughs> Yeah, they need they need more um, you know, international destinations. But anywho, oh, true. <laughs> they have a, a few I, thanks you know, to Airtran. Pam, but <laughs> Pompeo don't fly Southwest. I'm either. almost positive he doesn't <laughs> fly Southwest. <laughs> you don't give two shits about Southwest. No, not even the least bit. But but once again, American interest. And how far does this go? How far you do know, you... Go ahead. I'm leaving this subject a little bit. Only because of some conversations that I've had this week on a local level. And our local government is screwing us. So, in my opinion, how do we not think that the federal... The government is not going to screw us. You know, I think it's just a freaking trinkle down effect. I'm upset about local things. And I can't even wrap my mind around things that are happening on a, a broader scale because of things that are happening locally that are pissing me off. You know, so... I apologize for deviating a little bit, but I can't even focus on on this situation with America, Iran, Venezuela, and all these different places. I'm like, if it's not right here, it's not going to be right anywhere. Uh, it's just not. We are in the business of effing people over, whether it's abroad or at home. <laughs> we are, that is where we're at. Well, the American complex is selfish. Yes, extremely selfish. I, I, I think that even down to the individual ticket, like even down to the individual person, like, I, it's very few and far in between. You find more good people abroad you'd say than you would find definitely in America mm-hmm. and because I think we're 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 rotten to the core yeah and that's sad because and it's not but because it's the truth is we're rotten to the core because of capitalism let's mm-hmm. I mean if we're gonna if we're gonna pin all this you know what I'm saying pin the tail on the donkey right it's it, it is capitalism because you have a government that is willing to hurt itself in order to hurt someone else. Yeah. And and you could tell by the rules implemented, the rules created, the mm-hmm. rules made up, the, the laws, the bills, all that stuff. I mean, I personally would scrap the whole government system, and that's like that's terrible to say, but I mean I don't think it's working. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. I mean... And, and it's sad because, you know, we're at the mercy. I, I don't... I don't... I. This is where I normally I'd say I blame Obama. I straight up blame him. 
nigga. I think this problem is way before him. Oh, though. no, 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 no. Let me. I want to make sure I clarify this, right? Because the problem is, has been way before him. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the world felt like we had an opportunity. You know, like not beyond anything that, else. All you the can world, do. the world felt like we got an opportunity to make this right, to change this for the better, and to I put think this it in was, the right place. But right? I think it was on a, I think it was heading in a, a right path, but unfortunately, Bullshit. you only get a certain amount of time in the uh, in office. And the dude had eight the years. First, yeah, but the first four years it was all for lesbians and LGBTQ. <laughs> Let's keep, was le- Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Yeah, the, okay. the realness is, is that he had to take care of everybody else's agenda before he could take care of his own. You know, like, but, he had yeah, to tie. Every- but bringing it, reeling it back in, taking it off Obama because we can get into a whole No, other- no, because I don't, I don't want anybody to deviate from what I'm trying to say. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want this to be misconstrued. I feel like I blame Obama because we had the opportunity to really turn this whole thing around. Like, put in place real laws that could affect us to today. Instead, hmm-hawing and bullshitting. (laughs) And then we got Trump, and he is literally, literally rewriting history as we know it. Like, he's rewriting the people... People have this 19, sorry, 1830s mentality now that niggas is niggas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and hoes is hoes, bitches is bitches, LGBTQ, you're good. What the hell? <laughs> like, what the hell? Mexicans is Mexicans. They need to stay over there. Muslims are terrorists. Like, come on, man. Well, I'm at, um, for me, I'm, I'm just at a point where I'm looking at, I'm in discussions about affordable housing, and I'm yeah. literally seeing, literally seeing people losing their homes. Uh, this was the conversation today. So that's why I, I wanted to kind of say that I'm just like in my mind I'm like there's a local news segment you know we got we're going to well I will get to that okay. but but my when I'm bringing it all to tying it together is oh. that if we're gonna screw people abroad <laughs> we're gonna abroad. screw people at home <laughs> like <laughs> that's what my that's where my point is at is that <laughs> I mean you can't hey. 404-594-3210. Viva la resistance. Okay. This is the segment in where I relinquish the power. And all I got to do is comment. And I pass it over and relinquish the power to today. Don't be so excited about it. Oh, man. Woo! (laughs) Jesus! Yes! So, um, 
Are you finished? Yes. Okay. Anywho. So the conversation in the past week has been very heavy over the Red Table Talk discussion with the Curry women. Um, Particularly Aisha Curry. And the comment that she made about um, men not checking for her. um, Basically, it was said that men men are not checking for her. Not and she did say not that I'm looking for it, but sometimes it would be nice to know, you know, that I'm still being looked at and not like after ten years of being married. So a lot of comments, a lot of negative comments, both from men and women. And I have so many things wrong with this particular subject because there were comments there were some comments made that you know all the money that you have you shouldn't be checking for nobody another comment was made that um only person that you should be that you should be wanting to check for you is the lord and another comment um and it's so there were so many freaking comments another comment was that um that you she shouldn't be putting this out for everyone to to hear or to know. First off, I'm glad you put it out because now I know I can holler at uh, Miss Curry. <laughs> Just to let her know, I'm checking. But the the problem is I'm with checking. all of this is that if if you indeed are a person who watches the Red Table Talk, you understand that this is a place where people come and have conversation and they kind of bear their souls and tell their truth. So there's been so many different discussions at you know the red table talk all the way from jada pickett's mother having a um drug abuse problem um all the way to situations where that happened with that jada pickett had it with her own father and things of that nature so this is a lot of truth bearing so to approach that that comment that all oh, this shouldn't even have never been said how do you learn how do you grow how do you teach other women that all that glitters is not gold you know so into the comment of her having all this money i mean money is going to solve your financial problems it is not going to solve your emotional situations it doesn't even it's not even it doesn't even make a, a marriage perfect it makes a marriage more tolerable but it doesn't make it perfect, (laughs) you know? So I think that as a female, as a black woman, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in us. She's Canadian. I just want to throw that out there. She's Canadian. Okay. Thank you for telling me she's Canadian. I appreciate that. Anyway, (laughs) as a black woman in general, I think that we failed her. I think we didn't have her back because even in talking this past weekend with my family and talking to my aunt who's like 72 or whatever, she even mentioned, you know, everybody wants to feel desired or wanted. She said even she wants to feel desired and wanted, even though it was really a dead silent moment when she said it because everybody was like, huh? (laughs) But I get it. No matter how old you are, you know, oh, what situation you're in, you still want to know, you know, that you got it. 
Men do the same thing. So to even No, we don't. Yes. Y'all do y'all still want to know that you sexy? You still want to know that you got it whether it's in the bedroom or just to talk to a woman at a bar, at a um at a supermarket, yep. even if you're not gonna go any further than a conversation, or if to you know are. that you can strike that conversation and pique her interest, you still want to know. Everybody wants to know at some point that they still cool, <laughs> you know, that you still rocking with it. And to say to someone that all they need to be checking for them is God and their husband, I really have a problem with people think that when you get married, you are dead. I mean, no feelings. Everything shut down. It's done. <laughs> I mean, there's some. Um, let's 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 go on with this angle. A lot of older people, right, and a lot of a lot of older single people. I want to make sure I put that out there too. They believe that the marriage thing is like it's it's a finale. It's like you pick and this is it for the rest of your life. And that's why it's passed on to, you know, this generation, the next generation, they they, they make it sound like, you know what I'm saying, a marriage is so sacred and, you know, biblically, you know, putting it in, in front of God and this, that, and the third. There's a whole lot of stuff that they put into a marriage, but they don't, they don't really, they don't think about it in ways of it's a partnership. Now, it's hard to change what people have quote unquote been raised or quote unquote been brought up to think. Mm. It's hard to change that. So for a woman on an open platform to openly admit like, yo, I feel like I, you know, it's cool to feel wanted. That's just taboo. It's just in 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 their eyes, that's just taboo. And I personally, that's why I believe in open marriages. Open marriages, open relationship, straight up and down. That way, is no, it, it it alleviates the mess. In my opinion, I'm not saying that that works for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Some people are cool with being devoted. There's some people that are like, you know, those high school sweethearts or, you know, middle school sweetheart, whatever the hell you call them. You know what I'm saying? That are comfortable with being just to themselves. The lovebirds, right? But I think that it I think that it works. I think any either or situation can work if you work it. You know, I think that if That's true. if you decide that this is you know your significant other and you have you don't want to you don't have eyes for anyone else or don't want to have eyes for anyone else that's good and that's great if that's your belief and that's how you want to work it then work it but that doesn't mean that you stopped breathing or you stopped looking like that's you didn't go blind that's, like <laughs> but that's technically what that means though i mean like you don't understand that I, I i'm i'm not sure if you could could fathom the idea of marriage to a point where it's like there's nothing else in the world like you're you're married now so everything is shut down and this is the belief this is this is what p 
people really honestly think. But I think that some, I think even if we look at, if we look at the vows. The vows. The, one of the vows say, um, you know, basically in sickness and in health, to death do you part. And another part that also says, what does it say? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember I had it in my head when you were speaking um, basically in the good and the bad times for the yeah, lake of a better but see here's here's the thing richer for poor niggas be cutting out when it's poor I'm just saying because this, this is how I feel I wonder if about, we take it are we looking at that richer or poorer well you have to understand it could be either I'm I'm looking at it as a threefold way it could be either financially richer or poor, emotionally richer or for poor, um, spiritually richer or for poor. Whenever that person is lacking, that you're there. Well, in whatever area that is. Uh, one of the homeboys I know was like, Aisha, that's her name? Aisha? Aisha? Aisha Curry. Aisha Curry mm -hmm. would uh, fuck with him because she would realize that, damn. She got Steph, Steph Curry. <laughs> she got what? She got Steph Curry. She don't have to deal with this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you have to realize it's not like people are not the same. I, I believe Steph Curry is a great guy. Right. From, from everything that, the, you know, her, his wife says, I believe he's a 100% straight up cool, you know, right. laissez-faire. It's all good in the hood type of dude. Right. So. But there's no perfect relationship. Ever. Okay, ever in life, never. Right. So even and if you're out there single and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get married and no. it's going to all heal and it's going to be great. No, it's not going to happen. It's no perfect relationship. Boom, there you go. <laughs> I would like, I would like only married couples to comment on this particular person. Only people that are in, you know, even they're in there in that, that, that longevity relationship mm -hmm. and they have, because if you're single... You don't know what the fuck you're talking about, cuz. Like, you, you, if you believe that just because you were in a relationship that for five... Everything goes away. No, no. <laughs> that you were in a relationship for five or, or, or seven years and it didn't work, that means, like, you were a part of it not working. So yeah, you can't really everyone speak, plays a part. You can't really speak on this, on this duo, this power couple, if you will, that is working, and if one of those, one if if the woman in the power couple says, ah, you know what I'm saying? I wish I feel like you know, I I, I feel like this, and I wish this would happen. But what I like, got from her is she was kind of like he gets checked for all the time. <laughs> well, uh, first you of know, all, of course, he is he is affirmed of his sexiness. Of his power, of his status, all the time, you know. I mean, and here I am with the three children, <laughs> but and people step in front of me, and you know, step on me if they can to get to him. But ain't nobody looking at me like that. But just to um, kind of put a closure on this subject, you know, I remember my my great aunt. God rest her soul. She's passed on now. But even in talking to her in conversations when it came to marriage and stuff like that, she even had a perception of, you know, wow, there were there were things that I endured in this marriage that the typical woman of this age would not have endured, you know? And 
thinking back over her life, she did it because it was the godly way to do it. But she was even, but she was honest about the fact of that. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should not have put up with some with certain things, you know. And I think that's what Aisha Curry or just the Red Table Talks is in general is being able to tell your truth and share it with other people, whether it's female or male, whatever, and let them know, you know, no matter what your status is financially or your status is single or married or whatever, there's nothing that's perfect. There's nothing that's, you know, wrapped so tight and beautiful bow on the outside. It looks great. But for you to comment on their relationship, you're not in their home. You have no idea what happens on a daily basis. You know, so I think I'm ashamed of us as women for not understanding that this is just how she felt and that her feelings are valid because they're her feelings. And instead of that, instead of doing that, we threw her under the bus. I'm ashamed for men saying anything negative about this situation because you just got play now. You realize now that Aisha Curry, Aisha. 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 Aisha Curry <laughs> is on the table, man. Say hey. Yo, what's going on, baby? I just want to let you know I'm checking you out. <laughs> you feel me? Oh, From June Dre Feast of the Resistance. Holla at me. <laughs> anyway, what else you got? Um, well, I honestly, I kind of said both things in one. Like, I was, I've just, in the past week, been very taken back with how we get an excerpt of a story and we just run yeah, with it. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yo, Listen to the whole the whole thing, thing. <laughs> because people just heard that snippet and as listening to the whole thing because you know so I, much I, was said a lot of things were said <laughs> and we just focused on like that one minute <laughs> yo I mean we talking about you know what I'm saying chicks getting diamonds on that mug I mean. Mm-hmm. All this, all this other women stuff. suffering from anxiety. Women suffering, you know, old girl doing push-ups because she's, you know, wilding out and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's, it's really sad because I people miss the bulk. Right, the the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. That's true. <laughs> and I, I'd love to hear, you know, what I'm saying what the men really feel like, but I don't want to hear from any single men. I want to hear from their men. You know, what I'm saying like how she, how they feel about that because, like, um, I think Jada was talking about. Uh, she knows when women is basically scouring for getting will that, yeah, yeah getting that will and that's and that's just what it is but mm-hmm. it comes with the damn territory right it, it does and they come did with, they did say that that is the truth mm-hmm. unfortunately you know aisha got it the rough way mm-hmm. but it does come with the territory and the dude but money so. honestly let's be truthful it comes with the territory whether you are rich and let me break it down it comes whether you are rich whether you are middle class or if you just have a man and he just whatever, there will be some type of hate, some type of weirdness, some type of woman who will try their darndest to get at what you got. And they don't even see. And that's what bugs me out is that we don't even understand the factor that there are certain things that that women have to deal with to have what they have. 
true. Are you willing to to deal with it? That's true. You know, at the end of the day, there's some shit. <laughs> that they gotta come home to or they gotta deal with internally to have what they have that's why i said that there's no perfect um relationship well, but what i was saying about the whole not you know not allowing little snippets it's not just that it was something else that was said today about a, a black business in the neighborhood on this is on facebook on the the atlanta business group and this person said oh this is my friend my, my friend's um business and she's being drugged through the mud by the community and they we don't want to see black businesses go you know and all this stuff and and reading through the comments people are like oh that's messed up why is the community putting her through this why is the community doing that and so when I found, when I read through the comments, I saw one of the community members actually comment and say, because of course they started saying, oh, gentrification, and it's um, a whole bunch of new people feeling this way about this particular business. And so then one of the, um, the um, people from the community said, wait a minute, yes, it's new people, but it's only new people saying something because the older people are tired. And then I had to also piggyback off of this situation and say, hey, we want black businesses to stay open in our community, but we want our black businesses to be good neighbors and to be considerate of the surroundings around them. And so why I say this, I'm like, you know, there is you, you're taking a bit of what you know and not understanding the full circle of the story or not listening to the full circle of the story. Oh, I was going to say, you know, we got a local news segment because you could. No, I'm not going to talk about that. I have something else to talk about for that. Oh, true. <laughs> I like local news to me, but that's all right. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, Aisha Curry, right? <laughs> yes. And 404. The lesson. The lesson also. The lesson. I just wanted to have my number. 404. <laughs> Five nine four, three two one zero. Call me. You feel me? And uh, Viva La Resistance. Viva La Resistance. Okay. There's a lot of um, situation going on in the local news, but uh, as you can tell throughout this program, uh, the name Matilda has been harping on a particular issue. But what what say you, Janae Matilda? What's that issue? So the issue is affordable housing, or is it? Or is that actually the issue? I um. There's, in my neighborhood, there's a complex that has recently been purchased. And it's supposed to be, when, once this complex is renovated and everything, it's supposed to be 100% affordable. Where is this complex at? Like, is there... Is, there, is it next to a, a major intersection or something? Because we're in Atlanta. Everybody knows Atlanta. 
Yeah. Do I want everybody to know where I live? Not necessarily, but uh, <laughs> it's on Metropolitan Parkway. Okay. <laughs> so, well, anyway, so um, the conversation, what the conversation looked like today was basically uh, it could be anywhere from 30% to, I believe they said 70% of AMI. So when everyone started, you know, getting what's, out those what's, calculators. What is, what's this? What's 30 percent? What is AMI? AMI is the area medium income. Area medium income. Right. The, the average income in the area. Right. OK. Go ahead. So I think the numbers have come out recently that they're saying that average um, in this area is supposed to be seventy thousand dollars. Oh, right. So when you have a whole building of people who have been paying five and six hundred dollars, five hundred for a one bedroom, six hundred dollars for a two bedroom. Uh huh. And you're going to you you work when you work out these numbers and you bring out the calculator and work out these numbers. And it says approximately one thousand eighty dollars. So we're talking about doubling uh-huh. the rent of people who were probably just getting by with five and six hundred dollars right. a month. Okay. So when I look at that and and I'm seeing that the the belt line is constantly being, you know, harassed about the fact that they have not put enough affordable housing has um in the areas in the vicinity right in the vicinities i'm looking also at the fact that what is what is the problem beside that in my opinion the problem beside that is that people's income is not increasing no there's no jobs not just that there's no jobs but the jobs that people are already currently working there everything is Inflation is a queen bee. I mean, and it's rising quick. Okay. But their income is not rising at all. <laughs> so, they're, in other words, they're just going to have to get out of Dodge. It's like, that's basically what's going on. Grandma down the street on a fixed income is going to have to pack it up, pack it in, and uh, get the fuck up out of here. So, but, yeah, and that's. Therein lies the next problem because what's also happening, even with the just the houses in general, you have people now who are like, Yeah, I can get three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars for my house that used to only be worth about eighty, a hundred thousand dollars. Sell, 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 son. They're ready to sell. So now you have people who are on section eight who they want out of their homes. So that they can sell their house and get top dollar for it. So now this person who's on Section Eight, they're looking for some place to go, and there's no place to go that their Section Eight is going to cover in this area. So now you're talking about uprooting kids out of school. Yep. You probably, if you do have a, a job or something, you trying to figure out how where you're going to move to that's still going to be conducive for you to get to work. Yep. And gas prices ride right. The and don't forget States. that you can't go too far out, and you won't get martyr. That's, that's true. So we have just a trickle down effect of get a bike. Yeah, but who's? I and mean, even if you if you get 
let's say you move to Jonesboro or Riverdale and let's say your job was in somewhere in the Buckhead area or, or further north. Who's gonna ride that bike all the way? I mean, you'd have to get up pretty dumb early in the morning. Dumb early. <laughs> dumb early. That's true. You know, to ride your bike all the way over there. So, in my opinion, I think now but, it's time to get on our elected officials about, you know, raising the income for, you know, people because they're 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 drowning. So you're trying to obstruct capitalism, because that's what this is. This is an obstruction of capitalism. It's all about the almighty dollar. Yeah. And and unfortunately, grandma ain't got the almighty dollar. So, you know, uh, whatever such and such industry. I'm not even talking about grandma. I'm talking about the regular working well, class I, I, person. I, I, I'm, the regular working class. If grandma can't get it, you your regular working class person probably can't get it either. You know what I'm saying? Because right. the ideal is to protect grandma because she ain't working. Right? That's the idea. The ideal is to try to make sure that our elderly is taken care of. That's the end goal. Because eventually we're all going to grow old and yada, yada, yada. But if they can't live here, what makes you think you, who is actually working, is going to live here? Because eventually it's going to run out. It's going gonna, it's gonna to swallow you whole. Well, the thing is, is that... The those families who are making seventy thousand and more are definitely have a better chance of staying in the area than grandma, and not just grandma, but the person who's only making ten, eleven dollars an hour. I mean, ten, eleven dollars an hour and oh, yeah. a forty wow. hour week. I mean, that's four hundred dollars a week. That's sixteen hundred dollars a month. Working at the Waffle House ain't gonna cut it. And let's not even. Let's also consider the factor that $600 a month, they haven't taken out taxes yet. So we're talking about you coming home with about $1,200, $1,300 a month, and you still have to pay this rent that has went up, has doubled, is at $1,000. You need lights. So what, You what, probably need health care. What's your solution? <laughs> My solution is that we need to talk to our elected officials. We need to... About what? About increasing the wages. So, hold on. I don't understand how you're going to talk to an elective official in Fulton County, Atlanta, right? About raising wages for, let's say, uh, McDonald's. Or 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 um, Burger King or some independent organization whose main office isn't even in Georgia. Well, a lot of states have already increased the wages, and from what I understand, there is a a bill um, that has been introduced or to the floor about raising the wages in in Georgia. But if you even if you raise the wages, what does that mean? That doesn't that doesn't stop the inflation from coming. Because I remember, no, it I, hold on, stop. wait, order. I remember that there that when when I went on this rant about Mercedes Benz Stadium and how eventually, eventually that they we are going to pay for that and we will rule the day, rule the day that we pick up a, a, a Falcons memorabilia and say. 
oh, I'm so glad they got a new stadium. And look at us now. It, this is not even the middle part. This is, we're in the beginning phases of this. So with that being said, even if you raise the, the wages, it's only going to increase because we're not done paying for shit like that. It's only going to increase. I can tell you from my personal it's experience. It's only going to increase what? Like, for instance, I'm about to school you. I can tell you my personal experience. 2018, my mortgage was $1,200. The day that 2019 hit, 17. That's 500 bucks. Is it over? I think not. I don't think that it's just going to stay at 17 in the next three years. I personally think that it will raise again. And eventually, you know, uh, the idea for selling homes is going to affect even a person that makes over 70,000 a year. It's just gonna happen. And then how, when does it stop? So if even if you raise the 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 minimum wage, that's that's raise minimum wage. You raise that. It's not you're, that that that's probably cool for one year, maybe. But the next couple of years, it's like you didn't even do shit. Well, from conversations that I've had, there is a program that. Um, that will help subsidize or offset the rent. Um, but what will that cover is the question. Correct. So if you're having, so if you have a thousand dollars or thousand dollar rent, right? And let's say this program will offset maybe, let's say just $300. So that means you still have to pay $700, right? Right. So if you're used to paying five hundred dollars that means this is two hundred dollars more that you have to pay so in my opinion if you because this particular project has to stay affordable for 15 years at least right at least 15 years oh no it's it has to it's there's no if answer because of the tax because of the um the um not the taxes the um the places where they have tip where they have went into to get money for this says that it has to stay affordable for 15 anywhere from 15 government to 30 years yes anywhere for 15 to 30 years it has to stay affordable so in my opinion for these particular group of people in this um subdivision or i'm sorry in this apartment complex if they got a raise in their wages they could make that extra two hundred dollars I'm maybe I'm terrible. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's all in my head, but I've seen Section 8, a government funded program. See, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, I believe, they're government funded program. I've seen welfare, government funded program. I have yet to see, even from Obamacare, that's even recent. That's even recent. A government funded program i've heard the little bit of drops in the bucket which mind you let me let me 
with Obamacare, there's an asterisk because our current president has put a war on that. So that's an asterisk. But yet still, a government-funded program. They all have failed. And when they fail, they don't just fail. They fail the people that they're supposed to help. They always do that. I, it's, I believe that, you know, the intent is... So if, you're, so if you say that my point of view of wage, wage, raising the wages mm-hmm. is wrong, mm-hmm. so what's your answer? What's my answer? Yeah. Let's burn down the government and get a new one. Let's start <laughs> this shit all over. <laughs> I mean, well, let's, let's, let's... I mean, what's... Uh, answer that is oh, actually don't... logical. Oh, well. <laughs> That's actually right. that actually How about can this? happen. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Give it a couple more years, and if Burn my the if, down. if my answer <laughs> if it just so happens that my answer was the right answer, <laughs> then you gotta see. But let's say let's say a, a more humane, right? A more non uh, confrontational answer. What would it be? Um, let's flip the taxes and stick it to all the businesses. Make it hard for businesses to get up, get off off the ground, especially big businesses. I was let's, about to say, wait a minute. Let, let, no, <laughs> no, especially big. I business. think you have hold, a point hold in on, big business. Hold on now, hold on now. Even the little ones, they're gonna have to feel a little bit of wrath because they have to realize, man, you're providing a service for the people. I don't think that sticking it to small businesses. I mean, let's gonna, stick it to all businesses because it's you know fair. why? You know why? Because there's some way, somehow, it'll be a big business that's funneling money through a little business. And you know how I know that's happening? Like, take for instance, Gap, right? Uh, uh, Old Navy, Old Navy. They th- what they've done is. You, we all know that there's a whole lot of sweatshops in the Far East, in other countries, right? We know that. They're the sweatshops of these big companies. They're the ones that are, are suffering for these big companies because these big companies are smart enough to know I could funnel money through this small business and then say, oh, I, we had no idea. What's you talking about a small business overseas? No, I'm, I'm not. It, first of all, well, hold on. Let me, I want to quote Janae Matilda. <laughs> if you're fucking somebody overseas, you're fucking someone in the States. Did no, you not I, just say that? Because I'm rewinding. I don't, under, uh, no, I, I'm confused. By what you're saying. Okay. Because <laughs> you're saying. I'm saying that a big business like Old Navy and Gap, which right. is all one, the same company. Right. Okay. I'm saying that they realize that they outsource and they give it to small businesses. Right. Right. Those small businesses get hit because they're doing stuff illegal. But in reality. But they're not getting hit with taxes over here. When. All right. Let's think about what I'm saying. Okay. Imagine a Walmart here or a whatever major company here funneling money through a smaller business here in the States. They get hit with the tax or they get or they get a tax reduction off of that one thing. You know what I'm saying? There's always a loophole somewhere. That's why it's hard to really put the put your finger on where the problem is. It's the people. But it's most the people mom in and charge. pop 
businesses, most startup businesses are not, they're not getting any, any money being funneled through them. They're literally not, a startup business. Uh, first of all, I'm not putting the flag up against all small businesses. I'm putting the flag up because big businesses will get hip to the game. If they're the ones getting taxed, mm-hmm. what do you think they're going to do? Create a small business. Because if they're not, if the small business is not getting taxed like that, then it's like, of course, that's the that's the only thing to but do. Don't they already do something to the effect of your business has to be making a certain amount of money in order to be getting extreme dingus tax? I think the problem is, is that we have we have Trump in office, who is a big businessman okay. who got in office and made breaks tax breaks. For all his rich friends. And therein lies the problem. Uh, you need to tax these people who are making millions and billions of dollars. I I, I agree. The only thing is, I'm not... I If you're going to do it for one, do it for all. Don't make the mistake of not doing it for all. Because there's going to be something that happens that is, is gonna, it's going to screw up the system. Now, mind you, it, make it scalable. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying... Tax the tax uh, mom and pop shop the same way you tax goddamn Google. I'm not saying that, but make it scalable. But do realize that there's going to be like there's going to be an issue. There's going to be a problem. There's going to be a loophole. There's going to be someone skimming off the top. It it always but the problem. The problem is is that when you have cities like Atlanta where everybody moves these big businesses like Google to here. They move here for tax breaks. And that is the, the that is the issue is that we have businesses that are moving into major cities for the tax breaks alone. That's true. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying hence, is like we we did this situation. Hence, hence my first plan was even better. Burn the burn whole burn the whole government. <laughs> Start all over. <laughs> I mean because they're the ones that, Kasim Reed. Ah, oh, man. All right. All right. So we know. Okay. We, right. Then we have another segment. We don't do. have. To, right, right. But that's the type of shit. That's a whole new show. But that's the type of shit. You can't. We're, we're, and now, and now we got Brian Kemp. Not, not, not the, for the mayor, because I do know Brian Kemp is a governor. Now, with that being said, Brian Kemp, yo, this dude is doing ridiculous stuff. You got to burn it down, man. Well, I will tell you, I'm in this class where there's this this big black guy who says he literally tells because he knows Brian Kemp. He says, he tells him, you know, you're screwed up, right? (laughs) He says he laughs at all. But I'm dead ass serious. He is screwed up, man. <laughs> Yo, this is the Viva La Resistance. 404 I'm here with a uh, somewhat legend, Janae Matilda, and uh, this is the Empowerment Hour. Uh, well, it's not really an hour. Moment. Uh, I like I like saying it because empower 
an hour. It rhymes. So I'm always saying that. <laughs> Forever. Uh, let's see. One of the first things I want to, uh, I got to give it up because it, I mentioned it in the beginning, but uh, it's the 30th annual Malcolm X Festival. It's May 18th and 19th. By the time y'all hear this, it's already done past. But regardless of the fact, you know what it is. Uh, it's brought to you by CADCAD and the the Atlanta chapter of the Malcolm X Grassroots Movement. It's the celebration of Malcolm X, and uh, it's going to be at the West End, uh, 1111 Oak Street, Southwest Atlanta, from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., rain or shine. And uh, you're going to have some some real cool poets there. You know, they got to do the whole black thing. They're going to black it up for you. It's going to be blackout. Black 101. Blacking it down. And uh, the new African Panthers are sponsors. SOS Productions. CAD. New African Scouts. Uh, Malcolm X Grassroots Movement. Uh, Killamable. I don't know what that is. But regardless of the fact, it's an academic and culture institution. Is this your empowerment? Yeah, I'm empowering these people to understand what the they need to be doing <laughs> on freaking... Even uh, though it'll be passed. May 18th. <laughs> regardless of the fact... Y'all should empower. Y'all should have empowered yourself <laughs> this past weekend. Okay. <laughs> I'm recording it early, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm telling you about it early. Y'all mm. do know this is a tape segment, right? Y'all do know that. You had to know that. I hope so. I, I told y'all that. I told you that before y'all even. God dang! If y'all don't know that, anyway. Uh, also, well, let me go ahead and throw this out there. Juneteenth is coming around the corner. Now, Juneteenth is very important because it's uh, the realization of the Southern Field niggas realize they're free or some type of variation of that. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a guest to explain that or elaborate on that more. This is, uh, you know, for us, by us, like FUBU, but it's not FUBU. I think they ran out of business. No, they're not. They just actually came out with a whole new line. Oh, God dang. <laughs> In the past month, Well, that's, I think. that's how much FUBU <laughs> game I got on going on. <laughs> I'm, uh... What what you got? What say you? So, my empowerment is that instead of saying I am my brother's keeper, I'm going to say I am my sister's keeper. I am... I am wanting backstab the shit out your ass. <laughs> I want Go us ahead. anyway. I want us as women to understand that you get nothing out of dogging out another woman. You literally get nothing. You don't get paid for it. <laughs> you don't you don't get a new house or anything. You just and I think what's needs to be said is that if you need to dog out somebody else just to make yourself feel good then you need to check yourself you need to check your own self-esteem we all have our shortcomings some of us feel like we're too fat some of us feel like we're too small some of us feel like we're too tall some of us feel like we're too short there's never going to be a dull moment we all have our insecurities so you know, while the world is already voicing their opinions about our insecurities, we need to be able to internalize the fact that, you know, 
I love my sister and she's beautiful just the way she is and then encourage her to be a better her and to tear them tear tear each other down because like I said we definitely get nothing out of it that's true uh I, I know a sister that's like six foot she likes to you know she doesn't really stand up right you know with the full posture because you know i guess folks get dogged out for being too tall like you were saying and, yeah you know people get the, the, the insecurity especially if you're a dude and you want to you know get in there you feel me mm. you gotta compliment her and build her up i mean it's easy to it's it's, it's better to build up a woman and tear down I, I i have nothing to say for other women that that say that tear down other women that's just y'all got y'all got some funny enough speaking of that um i think it was last week someone asked the question you know how do you feel when another woman compliments you do you think it is a uh a rape situation or or like a like a lesbian (laughs) type yeah they want to lick some of that carpet and i said absolutely not i feel like if I can't compliment another female, then there's something wrong with me. <laughs> well, you know, that's true. You know, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I don't find, I don't get any glory in hating on somebody else. I just don't. I mean, because dudes compliment other dudes. It is what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? I see y'all be like, yo, man, nice shoes. Where you get them shoes? You know what I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, because, you know, it's all love. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's really a different animal with women. Cause, oh, yeah. Because, uh, but I'm going to tell you, the master of most women, pimp. He got it. He got it on a lot. He all figured right. it out. We're veering off no, to the left No, not again. veering off the topic. <laughs> Because you have to understand. Empowerment hour is over. You have to understand (laughs) that a pimp, never mind all the negative uh, connotations of one, never mind all the horrible stories that you have of them. If you took a pimp and you actually, he was just. Roll back. Well, that's fine. But if you actually took a pimp and was actually, you know, encouraging women to do better, like a CEO is a big time pimp, especially if he has nothing but successful women around him. He he, he did it. He made his mark. But don't isn't the idea the ideal pimp is always beating a woman. That's what I just see because you were yapping. You didn't hear what I said. I just said if you take away all the negative stuff. <laughs> God dang. Man. I don't get. Isn't the whole thing negative? No, the whole thing is not negative. It's it's honestly psychology, and I mean this because it's like even women dealing with women. It's psychology. It's 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 it is some type of mental controlling to make women either feel like they're inferior or superior that's just what it is and only there's nothing like a compliment of a man to a woman mm-hmm. nothing that's like true. Well, I, thank you i will agree to that so a pimp if they compliment women if a pimp complimented a woman and uh, i'm not talking about the, the the hat and all that stuff i'm talking about the mindset if the mindset of a pimp could build up a woman like that, 
Hey, you got a power. You got a force to be reckoned with. You got a lion mm. with a whole bunch of lioness. That's just what I. Aren't they calling us on? Huh? They are. They calling us on. Thank the Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank uh, all the people for listening. I'd like to thank today Matilda for being here. And uh, Gracias. Yes, and uh, we'll see you again. The number. 404-594-3210. Did I not raise you for better? How many times have I told you you have to be what? You have to be what? as good twice as good as them to get half what they have